Nuestros corazones sean aceptables a tus ojos, oh Señor, nuestra fuerza y nuestro Redentor. Amén. Please be seated. Oprah Winfrey, who consequently today is her birthday, Oprah Winfrey once said, you are responsible for the energy that you bring into this room. You are responsible for the energy that you bring into this room. Eres responsable para la energía que traes a este espacio. If I relied on something that simple, I'd say that our fervor as a congregation is very much alive and well. In many ways, things at Trinity are very, very good. Even just checking ourselves against our mission statement, welcoming all to be transformed in Christ through worship, fellowship, and service, we got a great start on every area it touches. But the more work we do, the more work we realize needs to be done. Why? We're living in an age of great shifts of thought. The life of faith seems to be clashing sharply with the quest for success. We live in an era where proclaiming the kingdom of God gets confused with living in the kingdom of the world. Our letter from 1 Corinthians talks a lot about this. So what do I mean? A veces vivimos en un mundo que confunde el reino de Dios y el reino de este mundo. You know, one of the things I've realized recently, I've observed this in the life of the Episcopal Church and other Christian denominations, is that sometimes our faith sometimes gets blurry and we confuse faith and get it tangled up in all sorts of ways with world events. And sometimes when we do this, we lose focus and we inflict great harm. When this gets too confusing to sort through what's faith, what's not, psychologists call this condition enmeshment. Enmeshment occurs in families where personal boundaries are diffused and over-concern for others Overconcern for others leads to a loss of autonomous development. La gente a veces se confunde, se enreda en el drama de los demás. A veces confundimos nuestra fe con los acontecimientos mundiales. Our sense of faith has in some ways been enmeshed with the events of the world, where it becomes very difficult to distinguish how we respond. Do we respond from a place of faith or from a place of politics or something worse, respond from a place of peer pressure? I'll break it down further. Remember how when Rebecca spoke last week about our baptism, how our life of the Christian faith calls us to a third way, to the way of Jesus in the world, something far greater and more powerful and something more beautiful, something timeless. When the way of Jesus in the world calls us to this much better than trying to get stuck in a world that continues to wallow, 
that wallows in its own agendas for prosperity or security or greed. The Christian faith gets confused by human desires for validation, for self-importance, or for recognition. Sometimes we forget that we are claimed as Christ's own. De vez en cuando nos olvidamos que somos proclamados como propiedad de Cristo para siempre. That we actually have a vocation. Again, Paul talked all about our call today. That we have a calling to be claimed by Jesus for this world and for this time and for all time. This is our core identity. This is who we at this is who we are at our core. We are not Democrats. We are not Republicans. We are not even Americans or citizens of any worldly power. At our core, we belong to Jesus Christ solely, exclusively, and eternally. But we forget this. So we enmesh ourselves in fights that sometimes break the Christian community apart. We hear heroic, exuberant stories from Christian women who marched for true liberation a week ago. But then we start hearing this counter-narrative about other groups targeting certain women, at times Christians, and purposely excluding them because they don't conform to the same beliefs. Is that really freedom? Or we hear about national proclamations about border protection in the name of our domestic security, only to find that domestically at the same time we see an upsurge of arson at mosques, of vandalism at Jewish community centers, uh, fires at historically black churches, and violence against airport employees. Not to mention the people who have lived here for decades or who have been applying to live here for decades who are now stuck overseas and can no longer get back home because we've deemed them a threat even though their countries of origin have nothing to do with any terrorist attack that has ever happened on this land. We also hear though in the church about churches who seek earnestly to pray for our national life. But then we hear about church fights, like the one that happened at Washington National Cathedral, where church people began attacking each other on social media over political disagreements, causing discord, separation, and above all, sin. Real human-imposed separation from God. We get so mired down in the tragic events of our very broken world and we forget who we are. Estamos tan antonitos en los trágicos eventos del mundo y olvidamos quienes somos. We forget that the earliest people of the way, the people who were later known as Christians, that these early people of the way were known for the amount that they loved each other, and for the amount that they loved people who were different than they were. We were known as Christians by our love. 
Our identity of who we are at our core is rooted and grounded in Jesus' love for us. Nuestra identidad de quienes somos está fundada en el amor de Jesús por nosotros. Es nuestro número uno. It's our number one. Christ's love must be the primary driver in our lives. Because at baptism, we recognize that our lives have been claimed by Christ. And we no longer live, but rather it is Christ who lives in us. But do we do this? When we are responsible for the energy that we bring into the room, wherever we are, are we bringing the energy of Christ's love there? Or do we have some other kind of agenda going on? This challenge is almost no different than the early followers of Jesus. The crowds that would have gathered in first century Galilee were proud of their heritage yet fearful of their government. And most definitely, they were fearful of people who were different than they were, quite fearful. They lived in tumultuous times where it seemed that everything in the world was changing so fast, culturally, economically, even religiously, that it was very often for them to lose sight of who they really belonged to. Just it's like it's so easy for us to lose sight of who we belong to in our day. So we have Jesus climbing the hillside to teach. We call his sayings the Beatitudes, the ways which the world and the ways we are blessed by God. Blessed are the poor, those who mourn, the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, blessed are you when you are persecuted and when people utter all sorts of evil against you, rejoice. You are blessed. This is how we are claimed. This is how we are indeed blessed. And this is how we are given a ministry to live into our common vocation, our common call of who we were set on this earth to be. We are to be the people of the Beatitudes. We are given guidance in this reading today. Guidance to bless the world, especially to bless the world in the places where it hurts. Las bienaventuranzas nos dan una guía para bendecir al mundo, especialmente a las partes del mundo que duelen. We affirm Christ's claim when we walk along the way of the Beatitudes, bringing the love of Christ into the world in ways that are not forgotten, in powerful ways that overturn our assumptions of what we're supposed to do. When we walk in love as Christ loved us, we walk by practicing the Beatitudes. Recently, Netflix released a series, and I learned about this thanks to Roxana, uh, released a series titled Call Me Francis about the young father Jorge Bergoglio in his Buenos Aires days long before being elected Pope. It's an Argentine series that Netflix is releasing. And in that series, 
Father Jorge, in the third episode, preaches a parallel sermon. It's the same sermon, but you see on the screen two different congregations. One, rich, wealthy, the super rich. The other one, poor, destitute. And it's the same sermon, and it's about the Beatitudes. En una nueva serie de Netflix de Argentina que se llama Llámame Francisco, el joven padre Jorge dice, young father Jorge preaches this. The church is called to be in solidarity with the justice of helpless and impoverished peoples. La iglesia está llamada a ser solidaria con la justicia de nuestro pueblo que de encuentre desvalidos e empobrecidos. More sacrifices are needed. Hidden in the repeated phrase, there is no other way other than Christ's way. Y se demandan más sacrificios escudándose en la repetida frase, no queda otra salida. We speak of oppressors and of the oppressed, but that's not the complete thought, that's not the complete way to speak. Hablamos de opresores y de oprimidos, pero no nos basta. But then we talk about the included and the excluded. But that's not the complete thought either. Añadimos entonces incluidos y excluidos, y tampoco no nos basta. Today we need to add a new criteria, much more pointed, and at times difficult. Hoy debemos agregar un nuevo matiz gráfico y duro. The ones... We need to add the ones that are included in the system and those who are not. Los que caben en este sistema y los que sobran. Those who are excluded due to the culture of exclusion. Los que quedan afuera porque así lo exige la cultura del descarte. Today, more than ever, we are called upon by hope. The road is simple. Hoy más que nunca nos convoca la esperanza. El camino es sencillo. We only need to return to the gospel and pay heed to the calling of a common good. Solo debemos volver al evangelio, escuchar el llamado de la tarea común. El llamado de la tarea común. The calling of our common work. The calling of a common good. The Beatitudes call us into this common work, into this common good, and we're doing it right here at Trinity, right now, today, and every day, and we will continue to do so. Over the past year, we've increased our support for the homeless by feeding them regularly. Yes, here at Trinity on occasions such as Thanksgiving at Christmas, but all year round by partnering with Grace Lutheran. And we've renewed the focus of our lives on the impoverished children and increased our support for Garfield School and all that we're doing there. We've helped agencies like ICM and we've helped children in places like Haiti and Tanzania by bringing their worlds to a place where they receive good health care and a solid education. But we've done a lot more than this. We've done a lot more than this. Every week... Every week, we welcome 12-step groups who meet on our property, who continue to find renewal in God's higher power and in one another. We celebrate the arts. We celebrate the arts in this place, and we help find visual expressions of the hopes and dreams 
and burdens that we carry in our hearts. We immerse ourselves in transformation, immerse ourselves when our choir calls us to a deeper walk with Jesus in the great mysteries of our faith. And we have found expressions all over the place of connecting body, mind, and spirit into answering Christ's call through our worship, fellowship, and service to the world. My job today isn't to give you a laundry list. My job is to point us to the Beatitudes that are at the heart of the way that God loves us and our world. My job is to show us that we can participate even further with Christ in proclaiming the kingdom of God if we reclaim, if we reclaim our primary identity as followers of Jesus. Our primary identity that seeks to call us into our best selves so that then we can go into the world and be the presence of Christ with all his powerful love and wisdom and wisdom that he brings so that we can go out and be healing that brings steadiness, thoughtfulness, compassion, and righteous discernment into every world event we encounter. We must not hide ourselves, brothers and sisters. Right after this passage that we heard today, Jesus tells the crowd, you are the salt of the earth and light to the world. Right after We must never hide. Cristo nos ha dicho que somos sal de la tierra y luz para el mundo. No podemos ocultar nuestras bendiciones al mundo. But we must not be enmeshed and confused in the status of whether an event or our political views or our faith is being compromised. Enmeshment is not an option and it is certainly not the solution. Following the Beatitudes is the key to life. Following Jesus and allowing him to claim you as his own is something that will change your life forever. Living into your own belovedness is the way that you will be able to bring a life of living the Beatitudes into your world. Trinity Cathedral is a special place. You have been blessed by Jesus. You have been claimed by him. You have been saved by him. So today, we as the people of Trinity commit to live into this gospel call and pay heed to the calling of our common good. Blessed are you because you follow Jesus. Blessed are you in worship fellowship, and service. You are the salt of the earth and light to the world. You are responsible for the energy that you bring into this room. So rejoice, bring Christ's energy, and be exceedingly glad. Christ is with you always, even to the end of the age.